Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this quick shot of romance is podcast contributor Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. Um, so we actually picked this title because it came out early March and has been sitting on the Amazon Top 100 ever since. So uh, I was like, hey, you want to read this? And you were like, sure. Sure. Sure, why not? I'm not. <laughs> You're not picky. <laughs> um, so we are reviewing Unlikely Date by Samantha Christie. Um, this is book one in the Calloway Brothers novels, um, which I have thoughts because these brothers. Anyway, read us the synopsis. A grumpy hero, single parent romance. Town playboy, CEO extraordinaire, monumental prick, and my blind date. Tag Calloway is toxic. If you aren't in his small inner circle of friends, you're nothing. An inconvenience at best. And it's just my luck that my first blind date, heck, my first date since the incident, happens to be with him. I've spent years hiding myself from men, from life wallowing in guilt and camouflaging my body. I live for one reason, Gigi, the broken condom accident who had become the singular light of my life. Why did I let my friends talk me into this? He's the last person I should trust with my feelings, my body, my scars. But when our night turns into something I never expected, common sense fails me and I fall hard, knowing this time it won't be my body that suffers gruesome damage, it will be my heart. So, like I said, this released March 1st of 2022. It is in Kindle Unlimited. Uh, tropes are single mom, small town. They're meet cute. It's kind of a re-meet cute because they do sort of know each other. They live in the same small town, but they meet in the city for their blind date. I assume it's supposed to be like New York City, right? Yeah, that was my impression. Um, grumpy Sunshine and Love After Tragedy. Like I said, this is a series uh, called Callaway Brother Novels, and this is a series of standalone. Um, put out percentage was 55%. Um, but there's so much chemistry in this book. Yes, a lot. And let's just start off with, well, first of all, let's explain the blind date. So both Tag and Maddie their friends have talked them into signing up for this hookup dating app that I assume is Tinder-like. I would agree. It's called After Dark. Yeah. It simply is a hookup app. Um, so, and they meet in the city. So what are the chances the same two people from a small town are going to meet in the city like a good chunk of time away? For their hookup. And when they would think zero. Right. And when they see each other, it is instant like hate. Like. Yes. Anybody but you. <laughs> right. Like, um, why are you here? This was not supposed to be with you kind of feelings for both of them. Right. Um, so let's talk about tag. Because well, I, 
I like that she pointed out that he, his name is like the annoying thing on a piece of clothing. Yes. <laughs> um, because he's annoying. <laughs> yes. He's a to quote Leah, he is a douche canoe. Yes. I would I would agree. He is the definition of douche canoe. Um, the first 20% of the book, I went, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't say it, dude. Don't say it. Don't do it. And he says oh. it. And he does it. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Stop this. <laughs> he was such an ass. Oh, my God. And he knows it. Like, he... I mean, he doesn't try to hide it at all. Like, he is very upfront about. But as we get to know, well, first of all, he does own his assholeness. Like, he totally is. I'm an ass. But as you get to know him, you quickly realize that his assholeness is very much a shield. Yes. And even when he was being an asshole, he was still doing things that were like, well, if you were a true asshole, you probably wouldn't no. do that. So let's talk about their blind date. He finds her in the restaurant at the bar, realizes who it is, and she's like, um, no, 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 and leaves. And it's raining outside, and he follows her. Exchanges happen. They end up in a pizza shop that he loves. And they share a pizza and they start talking. And Maddie, Maddie is very, she is a very interesting character and very in-depth. And I've read a few other Samantha Christie books and um, I'm not sure. I know you read Book Club's book. Have you read anything else? I have not besides Book Club and this book. So she really likes a character with not just physical scars, but emotional scars. Like she likes a deeply emotional book I, I i can see that this one was a little easier than the book club book yeah we read igniting ivy for book club back in april this one was a little bit more on the rom-com side <laughs> than igniting <laughs> ivy was um but so maddie is maddie's a single mom got pregnant young her parents have passed in a car accident she was raised as a teenager by her grandmother. Um, but in the midst of all of that and having her child, the man that she had the child with, there was a fire at their home. And Which she called the incident. The incident. And in the midst of the incident, her baby daddy saved their daughter. And he died. But Maddie had third degree burns on 40% of her body including her side her torso and down into her pelvic region and so and on her arms right because she wears all the yeah. sweaters yeah because my understanding is like majority of it, it's on her right side and then like the skin grafts to like the scarring from the skin grafts on her legs yeah so she um she very much has hidden herself away since the incident. She doesn't trust many people. No one. I mean, her best friend, Patrick, that's about it. That's the only person that she is willing to give any space or time to. Right. I mean, her grandmother, 
but she doesn't even she doesn't leave leave Gigi with no. anyone except Patrick. Yeah. To the extent that she actually is homeschooling her daughter, will not send her to preschool. She's supposed to be in kindergarten. Won't send her to preschool because she doesn't want to let her out of her sight. And this becomes a bigger issue later in the story as Tag and Maddie develop their relationship. Um, Now, Jenny and I are both moms of children that are medically fragile. (laughs) Yes. When you have a child that's been through an incident, it is very hard to let go and to trust. So I totally felt her feeling like I felt every one of her feelings. Yes, I agree. 100%. Like I was like, I get where she's coming from. It seems a little crazy, but I get it. Yeah, I really did. Um, so they have this incident, they meet and they have pizza together and basically their night evolves into a bet. They go back to the hotel that they have gotten for the night that Maddie has gotten for the night and decide he tries to tell her that she is attractive and that nobody is paying attention to her scars. And so they make a wager and um go ahead yeah his is that he can't smoke for the rest of the night right it's interesting we don't read about smoking often smoking heroes or heroines right and he struggles with it like somebody that is a smoker would yeah i i liked that because it also gave him a little bit more realism approachability when you say yes i would agree like he he's not some high and mighty like perfect person that's looking down on everybody like he has struggles too and he acknowledges them yeah um he's kind of known as the town's man whore who doesn't have any lasting connections but again as you get to know him and his family dynamic (laughs) It makes sense. It does. Um, I, their dynamic was really wow, actually. Like, I just, I don't, let's talk about Gigi, because she is sweet (laughs) in this whole story. I don't want to give anything away. I think that this is a book you could easily spoil, and I don't want to spoil it, because I think that the evolution of these two characters and when they finally do get to the HEA, it is that much more satisfying. Right. Because when you were like talking about their chemistry and their relationship building, I'm like, it's really hard to like explain it without giving away yeah. how it works. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Gigi. This is Maddie's daughter. She is four. She is written age appropriately. I agree. Um, her favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> the mac and cheese from the, the pub diner. the local restaurant or something yeah um that was the way to her heart ice cream and mac and cheese which yeah like her ice cream combination is like rainbow sherbet and mint chocolate chip yeah she's so, four <laughs> i was gonna say that sounds like the exact kind of ice cream every four-year-old wants to get <laughs> um 
she, you know what? I felt like she was so age appropriately written, but you also kind of got some little pieces into her existence that she just wants to be like her peers. Yes. Like she, again, she's four, so she doesn't really understand that not everyone's life is exactly like hers, but she's starting to recognize that like other kids her age get to do different things. Yeah. And I mean, she has friends. Her mother allows her to go to the park and play, but always watching, you know? Um, And again, I get that. I can see somebody reading this book and judging that very harshly. Yeah, I can too. Like, and again, you said like being a mom of a kid that's, let's say had an incident. Right. Yeah. Yes. You're that overprotective, like no one can do it as good as I can. Well, and you know, like for Maddie, it was, what if something happens to Gigi? She'd already lost so much. She lost her parents. And then even though she wasn't in a very, in an active relationship with Gigi's dad, um, who his name was Cody, Cody, um, even though she was not in an active relationship with him, they were still living together and co-parenting. Um, but she lost him. And she lost some of herself in that fire, too. And so I, I totally get the hardship of not being present. Yeah, because Gigi's the one thing she has that's, like the blurb says, like, is the light of her life, the sole, like, meaning for her existence right now. And she doesn't want to jeopardize that in any way. Uh, But Tag figures out a way through the door. So they sleep together the one time, and Tag is attracted. He, well, no, they don't even sleep together on the first date. He sees her, he sees her, head to toe, he sees her. But he is still attracted and feels this connection, and so he pursues her. But he does it in such a way that it's not, like, you know how sometimes a hero, their pursuit is so intense and so over the top that you're like, the the heroine is blindsided by the pursuit. Right. I was going to say he wasn't forceful about it. Like he just kind of creeps his way in there. Like, yeah. Oh, we happen to be at the same spot. And then, oh, I came by to take care of this. Yeah. He just, he found ways to kind of get through the little cracks in her wall, you know? Oh, I saw that this drywall needed replaced. Or that this faucet was leaky. And let me help you. Now, I will spoil this piece because I thought this was hilarious. They have sex the first time. It's on the bed that's in her apartment. And the apartment is upstairs of the flower shop that she owns and runs that was her grandmother's. And she just doesn't have a lot of money. She doesn't have a lot of anything. When the boyfriend died, when the baby daddy died... The parents took all the insurance money and gave nothing to Maddie and nothing to Gigi. And they actually did some really shady AF stuff that 
they angered me so much. They're still the villains. Even though there was some resolution, they're still villains. I hate that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like I'm going to hold their head underwater for a long time. (laughs) Um, But so this apartment is older. She doesn't have money to put in it. She is barely scraping things together for her and Gigi. And it is some nights are ramen noodles and some nights are just peanut butter sandwiches. And it was very relatable. So relatable. And, um, but there's this, uh, scene after the first night that they have sex together. (laughs) And he's like, if I'm going to stay here, we got to get a better bed. (laughs) And she's like, um, what? Because she thought it was one and done. Like they were just working it out of their system. And he he wasn't. He was all in when he made that right. decision. Um, so he brings the bed from his guest room. <laughs> what can can we say why? Like how old the bed is? Yeah, go ahead. Like it like it's her grandparents' bed. Like yeah. has been there forever. Like Probably 40 some years. Like her mom was probably conceived on that bed. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I'm going to bring the bed from my guest room. And, you know, that was another interesting piece is, you know, she sells tag as a CEO. But he's his business is just starting out and he is having some minor successes, but he is not a billionaire. This is not a billionaire romance. Which makes it more relatable too. Like he he's a business owner trying to make a business work. Yeah. Um, and his family, Tag's family, they do make some appearances because this is book one and there is some world building happening in this story. Um, but it's all very, very well done. I didn't feel like his family crowded the pages or Gigi and Patrick and her friends crowded the pages. I do need his one brother's story that lives in the van. Oh, you! I need the other brother's story. <laughs> well, but the other brother is pining for his ex-wife who cheated on him. Right. Which, so I'm like, what? what's your deal? <laughs> I don't want him to want her. That just feels I don't icky. either. That's, what, that's why I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So we really need the brother story. So Samantha Christie, if you are reading this or listening to this, we would very much like the brother story. Like soonish maybe next week uh, <laughs> okay jenny is there anything else you want to talk about um i really like patrick i would like his story too um yes the fireman he is the gay best friend you know what though i want to also say to samantha christie for this book you know sometimes when a author writes a gay best friend we get the over the top gay best friend right 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 he wasn't he really wasn't no and like because even like i think the first time he's introduced i'm like is he isn't he like it's not blatant like no like you said over the top um but he's and, such a good guy such a good guy and he was there at the incident and um yeah so i guess that's why she trusts him well, yeah, because he is the one who saved Gigi from the fire. He's a fireman. He was the firefighter that rescued and saved Gigi. So there is mad love for him. So, um, okay. 
Jenny, did you like this book? I did like this book. Um, I did too. I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure, you know, sometimes you just don't know when a book's trending, if it's actually going to live up to the hype. And I felt like this one did. I agree. Um, who would typically like this book? Small town. It's definitely got small town. Like everybody knows everybody's business feels <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the grumpy sunshine. I think if you like a one night stand friends with benefits and even the single mom aspect, really, this is straight contemporary romance. There's no dark elements. There is a little bit of tragedy and trauma, but it's not so in your face or over the top that it's, you know, like overly sad. Yeah. It's not gut, gut wrenching. Like, oh my gosh. It's yeah. I did get a little weepy at the very end in the epilogue. But I don't want to spoil that. So right. I weeped a little. Um, would you recommend this book? I would. I would too. I think that this was such a great read. Um, if you've never read Samantha Christie, I think this book stands solely on its own. And actually, in typical Becky fashion, I've macheted all the books that I've read of hers. Like it's one book from this series in the middle, one book from this series in the end. Um, so... I do find that I like her books because they stand solely on their own. I agree. And her worlds are a little connected, but it's not so over the top that you're like, who are all these freaking people? I was going to ask, was like Tag's best friend, does she have a book? Because I think she she's part of the Cowboy series, maybe. Okay. So Samantha they talk Chris about her husband a couple times and I'm like yeah that's probably yeah. so I know that she has the sister series and those are the doctors and then there's um the baseball series which we did a quick shot for one of the base the book three in the baseball series that's where I called Leah my co-player because I couldn't <laughs> think of the name teammate <laughs> and then she has that igniting ivy series which is the four three firemen and then there's a cowboy series and a rock star series. Okay. So I think the girl, Amanda, the best friend, I think her name's Amanda. Um, I think that her story is part of that cowboy series. Okay. So we just need to go look at blurbs, but you know, right. I didn't actually do that before we started recording. So, <laughs> uh, watch our Instagram and social media and we'll update you. Sounds good. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, programming note. For the summer months, uh, we are going down to one quick shot of romance a week. Those episodes will drop on Thursday starting June 9th. Um, this is a great time to catch up on past quick shots of romance or revisit some of your favorites or come join us for summer reading um, because that will take some of your time too, especially if your name is Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, thank you so much for joining us for this quick shot of romance. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. 
you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.